Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. This is your host, Cosmic Colleen, back with another weekly astrology update. So this week, as we're waking up on Monday morning, September 25th at 8.09 a.m., the exact Mercury in Virgo trying Jupiter retrograde, and we're going to be feeling that energy very powerful today and the next two days, I would say. Now, remember, a trine in astrology is one of the best most positive aspects that can happen. It delivers the promises. It delivers the answers. It delivers the energy that we want and that we, you know, strive for. Just the ultimate, the ultimate positive energy those trines deliver. Now, Tuesday, the moon moves into Pisces, where it will be until Thursday night at 8.17. And then the moon moves into Aries and we begin the full moon in Aries. Now, on that morning at 5.57 a.m., the full moon will be exact and then we'll be feeling it that day. And the full moon will conjoin the next day, um, the north node, and then it moves out of there. So this full moon is really, even though it's a full moon in Aries, which can be a little crazy, there's not too much craziness happening with it or around it. And then Venus will square Uranus around the same time for the third time. However, this is about closing a cycle, finishing a cycle, you know, because this was part of the Venus retrograde. So... Look, you know, it was June, July, and, or was it August too? Maybe it was just, maybe it was June, July, August, I'm sorry, July, August, and then now September. And so really see how that Venus retrograde, I know a lot of you have been following along, how it's been playing out in your story. And this is kind of going back again and going over something again to sort of bring some closure. And then next Monday, the Venus will try North Node. Remember, Venus is getting ready on the 8th to move into Libra, um, I'm sorry to move into Virgo. And then Mercury, Mercury will go opposite Neptune next week. And then it moves into Libra. Now I'm talking about next week's episodes because guys, I will not be dropping an episode on Friday morning. I am leaving for Costa Rica for uh, seven days. I'm going to Costa Rica. Um, it's funny. My flight is Friday morning out of Philadelphia at 5.30 in the morning. And at first I was like, I can't believe we have to get up at six. I was like kind of freaking out inside my head. And then I was like, holy shit, I will be seeing the full moon at it exact. I don't know which side it's on, but people better move out if it's on the other side of the plane. I'm going to be like, excuse me, I need to get over here real quick so I can get a little pick and, uh, you know, get a little look-see at everything. And I'm excited. Normally, I was like, oh, I've actually always wanted to be on an airplane during a full moon. And I've thought about it. And so, again, I realized a couple weeks ago, oh, my God, it's the full moon. It's sort of like sometimes you manifest things without even realizing you manifest things. Because I'm telling you, I've been saying it or thinking it for years and just never purposely. I mean, you know, I'm not going to plan a trip around there. But here you go. This trip happened to be planned on that day. Now, we are coming up on three weeks no social media i can't believe it i can't believe i made it this far and again still feeling like damn i need a little bit more when i hit four weeks you know i might post a little something something for, of me in costa rica drop a little bit of that say hey guys i'm still around i got a podcast if you want to check it out but overall i still don't have a strong desire yet to really pump it out start pumping out all the information start giving 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 all that energy i don't i don't have it yet i just still feel like I need to regroup, rethink, realign. And I'm like, damn, that social media, that internet really grips our mind pretty deep and pretty levels. And this week on no social media, and you know, I've been liking to drop some awareness. So I'm just going to talk about that for a couple minutes before we jump into the full moon. 
my awareness all week has honestly been parenting is fucking hard. It's really hard. And I think on social media, we see people and we see, you know, no one's going to post the bad stuff about their kids, you know, unless they need prayers or God forbid their kids are sick or somewhat something. No one's going to be like, my kid was an asshole today. <laughs> I wish they would, you know, but they're not going to because then half the world would be like, oh, I can't believe you said that about your kid, blah, 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 blah. You, you're never going to win. You either... Or your kids, oh, her kids must be perfect. That's all she posts. And then the minute you post something that, oh, you're so mean about your kids. So, A, that's number one. Everyone just has a reflection. So most people choose to post the positive. Now, I know for my own kids, they're very difficult. And I have a very, very, very personal relationship with most of my clients and their kids. So I see an inside world to know that they're also very difficult. And one thing is that me and all of these people are experiencing very, very similar issues with our children. And I'm talking, you know, these are people, you know, I'm a single mom, but I have a great relationship with their dad and we co-parent and we family together. So we still have a very powerful dynamic, but I'm seeing the same issues with my kids as I see someone who's been healthily been a, been in a healthy family marriage and dynamic for 20 years and their kids are still behaving this. So across the board, right? Doesn't matter how these kids or what home environment they're being raised in, it seems like all of them are struggling with behavioral issues. And I know for me I'm a millennial, as soon as my son was a certain age, I was like, "Here, we're in the supermarket, take my phone." watch Elmo, take my phone, watch this, take my phone, watch that. And at those moments, it's harmless times. It's times where we actually need our kids to be distracted. But what does that mean for their growing brains? Is it now that we have just sort of produced these kids with everyone with ADHD and everyone whose brains are very reactive? Because that's what YouTube does when you're watching these short because our kids aren't there watching an hour long video or half hour. Nowadays, they were actually watching longer videos when they were younger. I know now the videos have gotten even faster and faster. And so my kids are watching these, you know, 30 to 60 second videos and it's on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And whenever I take away their iPad or I take something away, their behavior that's over the years I've gotten way stricter with it because I witnessed I take it away and their behavior is crazy for like a half hour. I have to calm them back down. You know, they're out of control and I have to bring them back down. And I think it's one thing we don't all want to talk about yet is, is the effects on our kids and their brains because all of us have been doing it. Our children have been literally raised with a device and everyone across the board is doing it. And I'm sure one day there might be some good things. Maybe they'll be like, techie geniuses at some sort but at the same place you know it's hard I think there's these now these big behavioral struggles that are based out of social media and they don't even have social media yet I'm talking I guess I should mean YouTube and that sort of version of social media and what they're hearing and what they're seeing and and parenting is so hard so here's one of the things I want to bring in to awareness for everything there is no right way and there is no wrong way here, it's a spectrum. So here on one end is like beating your kids and locking them in the closet. We know that's a big no-no. We know that's going to create some big, 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 big havoc. And on the other spectrum is like loving our kids. But even then, you know, we can love our kids so much that they're, the other end of the spectrum is then we, we, never, we never yell at them. We never discipline them. We never do this. We never do that. And then there's the whole spectrum in between of behavior. And remember, there's two different sides. So, you know, there's the side that says only gentle parenting, only gentle parenting. And 
then there's a whole other side that says, well, fuck that. Your kids are going to be rude, selfish, mean kids when they get older. And then there's like, no, 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 your kids are going to be like this. No, no, no. So first off, whatever parenting you believe in strategy, just remember only 50% are going to be aligned with you. There's going to be a whole other 50% who disagree with you, who think you shouldn't do this, who think, you know, everyone has opinions, especially when it comes to parenting except they don't understand that it's a very personal relationship because as parents, we also show up with our own inner child, <laughs> especially, you know, in the, in the least amount that you're, so, you're aware of it, the more it's going to show up. Now, the more aware of it you become, you become aware of it when it shows up in the moment, you become aware of it that that's really your inner child reacting. And when our kids, when our kids go through stuff or they behave or they're doing things, we get triggered. Our inner child gets triggered. Our inner child's pain and suffering and sadness, all that gets triggered. And sometimes when we parent ourselves, when we parent, we're actually looking at it from our own inner child's perspective. And that adds a whole nother complicated layer to parenting and to parenting the kids. So we're all trying our best and that may look different every day. That's the other thing. Your best may look different every single day, how it shows up. And that's okay because we only have today. So your best, you know, is, hey, I'm at 20% and I'm giving my best at 20% right now. And here's the thing. A lot of times the kids... They have their own will. They have their own path. That's with the astrology. The astrology shows us that two people can have the same three kids and all three are totally different personalities, but also that they have their own things that they have to go and grow through even separate from us. And that can be really hard to sort of let that control go. And as parents, we are not perfect. If we were perfect, we'd be with the monks, you know, on the hillside praying 24-7 and meditating. We're not. We're here to evolve. And so... Our evolution becomes even stronger when we have kids because, again, it triggers all of our own childhood stuff out of our subconscious we may not really have known was there until we have kids. And we are going to fuck up. We're going to make mistakes every day. We have to learn and try to do better from our mistakes. And that is the beautiful process of parenting. So remember, you are not alone, okay? Most kids are assholes today. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Especially boys. Boys are crazy when they're young. And, and this weekend, this whole week, I think I've had, I've been reflection of my own inner child, my children, parenting. And then coupled, coupled with this weekend, I had a really, really hard time with my kids. And they just got out of control because sometimes some of the softer parenting, and I know everyone doesn't like this, can create your kids to be disrespectful and rude. And sometimes you got to add in a little bit of harder parenting. And I can tell you that from my own experience. So, I just want to say that when you're on social media and you're seeing everyone's perfect smiled little kids and everyone's off doing that, just know that behind that camera, there's put that down, be quiet, you're grounded, I'm so sick of your bullshit. I'm so <laughs> behind all of that is usually happening throughout the day. And just keep that reflection. No kid is perfect. You're here to evolve. They're here to evolve and just try your best every day. And every day may look different. So that's my three weeks, no social media. I've been focusing on my parenting, my own parenting, my own parents, and how I can do better. So let's jump into this full moon on that note, all my peeps out there. And for those of you who aren't parents, just remember that it is, it's much harder than anyone ever thinks it is. And it's not just hard 
It's always been hard, though. It's not. It's different hard. Since the moment humans started pushing out other humans, you know, they would have to worry about like a saber-toothed tiger coming and eating their child or someone kidnapping their kid to go eat them or shit like that. You know what I mean? Having to sell kids. Like, it's never been easy. At least we don't have to eat our children right now. <laughs> That's the positive. Okay, so... Now, well, actually, we'll start with Mercury, Trine, Jupiter, we're going to be feeling today. So we're going to be receiving and giving wisdom. And it's going to be really solid wisdom. And it's going to be finally the wisdom that you've needed to hear to kind of make a shift change or just even a shift mental mindset perspective. Um, there's going to be grounded deliverance with words or thinking and, and just like the overall communicating with people. Now, my Earth placements, so my Virgo placements, my Capricorn placements, my Taurus placements should be feeling very mentally grounded in a new mental mindset or strategic uh, plan. Or maybe a new friendship or positive friendship energy is starting to accumulate and receiving a grand communication or a grand gesture in some way and expanding on something that you love to do. That's for my earth placements. That's going to be really big this week. You're finally, like I said, you're finally got over the hump and now you know how you need to ground yourself and you know your new mental mindset. And you're like, okay, now this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to move forward. And again, and with that friendship, maybe you have a new friendship and it's really blossomed. Or maybe you and a friend have had some on and offs, but right now you're just like more positive. You guys are more positive coming together and just really enjoying that friendship energy. And like I said, my favorite one is a grand gesture. That's why I said Jupiter brings grand gestures. So someone is really like bringing you a grand gesture, delivering you a message of a grand gesture or excitement. And you're just going to be keeping expanding on what you love. Now for everyone else, implementing a new spiritual practice or principle is going to be very important today and tomorrow. Maybe just try meditating for five minutes. Maybe just try going out in nature. It finally stopped raining, though it's gloomy here. And being with that, but implementing a new practice or principle, spiritual. And a spiritual principle, like I talked about last week, gratitude. Did any of you do that? Did some of you do that? If you didn't, this would be a good time to sit there and, and practice my favorite spiritual principle of gratitude and write a gratitude list out. Now, this full moon in Aries. So the full moon in Aries will go opposite. Oh, yeah, the full moon in Aries will be opposite Mars and Libra. I forgot to mention that at the beginning, which will be interesting. I'll tell you how I feel like this is going to show up. Again, I still don't think it's going to be a scary full moon. I think it's going to be an active full moon, but not scary. Um, and then as the full moon moves out of the exact, but still in the full moon energy, it will conjunct the north node. Okay, so an Aries full moon is ruled by Mars. Mars is a god of war. Mars is a planet of fighting, energy, um, as well as like exact movements and aggression and also taking charge. So we have Mars, um, a Mars full moon. Mars is rolling over the full moon in Aries because it's in its home sign. However, Mars is debilitated in Libra where it works at its weakest. So we got the full moon, and the moon also does not work at its strongest in Aries. Because the moon, you know, the moon likes sweet, calm. It doesn't like the, all the dis disruption that Aries and Mars brings. So with that, um, you know, the full moon is going to be, I feel like, quick to calm down. Here's one of the things, because with let's look at Libra energy. So now we got Mars, we got the god of war, you know, spicing things up. It likes to to fight it likes to argue it likes to challenge people or challenge things however libra energy 
is very composed. It tries to not get too angry. I mean, I don't know about you, but almost every Libra, their like confrontational skills are quite funny to me because they, everyone I've known, they can, they'll like hold back, hold back, hold back, and then they release. They like, all of a sudden they can't take it anymore and they explode. And then I almost notice almost instantly, they try to bring it back in, like reel it back in with some peace, you know, or just like get over it. They're not going to fight till the end. They sort of release and then come back together. Either they're like pretending like they didn't just ha do that or it just didn't happen or they try to find peace. So the full moon is going to be quick to calming down. So if there is some eruptions, if there is some fighting, if there is that, there's going to be a quick energy to calm back down, a quick energy to find some peace, a quick energy to find some balance within that. So again, Libra, it holds back and it unleashes, but then it quickly tries to gain control. So you're going to find it trying to gain some quicker control. Now, um, again, not just fights, but any dramas, any of that should be quick to a peaceful treaty or at least a good denial. <laughs> like, nah, 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 that didn't happen. I didn't act like that. <laughs> or finally, a peace treaty. And remember, sometimes there could be that sometimes you need that fight. Sometimes you need that anger to, to push past some stuff. So, um, and now on the other side of the coin, if you have been holding back for too long, you might express yourself loudly and say something that you've been holding back. Maybe some resentments, that's to the other. So again, sometimes, like I said, Libras will hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, try to think it away or just keep those thoughts themselves and then they explode. So if you've been holding back for too long, if you've been having trouble expressing your wants, needs or desires to someone in your life, this can definitely bring sort of that boom, you know, you explode, but you really express yourself the way you needed to. And you said, you know, Mars triggers things. So Mars and Libra may be triggering those emotions that needed to get out of you. And you should feel better after it. You know, in the moment, you might not feel good, but you should feel better afterwards. Now, for my Libra and Aries placements... Uh, you might find a little, you can hear my kids in the background. They're upstairs. I'm like, are they really that loud right now? Sorry. You can find Aries Libra placements might find a little struggle in trying to balance out something in our lives. And maybe it's been coming up for this last month, the last couple weeks since Mars moved into Libra. And maybe it's something a little toxic, or maybe it's just something you've been overdoing. And now you will see the struggle or misalignment with this full moon and also Libras might also, my Libra placements, feel a little bit more impulsive instead of so indecisive, kind of just like, yeah, I'm going to do it right now. I'm just going to get it. I'm going to buy that right now. <laughs> and most of the time, a Libra will take literally, the, they want one TV. They see the first one. They go through, they spend another eight months going through 100 other TVs, and then they end up with the first one they wanted. Very indecisive. But my Libras, I feel like, might be a little more impulsive instead with that energy. And again especially some Aries placements out there, just finding that balance. And like you said, maybe it's it could be something like you're drinking a little too much or you're smoking a little bit too much of that ganja and you're like, okay, I got to reel it in right now um, or shopping too much. Or like I said, it might just be something you've just been overdoing. And it could be, you know, running too much or doing or going out with friends too much. And so you're seeing that struggle and you're seeing that misalignment with this full moon. The full moon, now this is for everyone, may bring an agreement to something that was previously stalled or stopped and it couldn't come to an agreement. And Libras like the agreement. They like the peace treaty. So 
a previous argument in your home environment, in your friendship, in your family, maybe even in your work. And now you finally came to agreement. The stall is no longer happening and you came to the agreement. And, uh, you know, this is going to be also a very passionate full moon, releasing energy, passionate energy, fights, lovemaking. And the full moon is going to be trying um, Venus Wow, Venus is square to Uranus and Taurus. So some physical intimacy breakthroughs, deep exploration into your sexual energy. And so if you're already a passionate person, this could maybe um, just feel normal for you or maybe it could actually block a little bit of that passion or you feel stalled in your passion and not sure like how passionate you feel about someone anymore. But if you have trouble releasing your sexual energy or releasing your passion, I really think this is going to be a nice intimacy breakthrough for that. And just like being more open to sexual energy and being more open to people and, and just discovering what kind of, you know, turns your knobs <laughs> and what sort of turns and... Um, you know, what really excites you in that way. So a lot of intimacy breakthroughs. It can also bring like a nice conversation with someone and they, and you get to tell them why you fear intimacy or why you have intimacy blocks or what sort of stuff stopped and stalled. Um, family feuds can show up, but again, ones that come to a settlement uh, pretty quick or maybe a past family feud and this brings a settlement. <laughs> maybe you guys finally fight it out for a couple minutes and then you're like, okay, let's just settle on this energy and come back together. And my favorite thing to say when it comes to fighting with people is, is it really fucking worth it? Do you actually really care that much? Are you really that disturbed in the scheme of life if you're gonna die tomorrow? Are you sad that you wasted your day resenting and fighting and trying to take control? Because it's all control. Most of the time we fight, it's control. I'm not giving in. I don't want that. I'm not doing that. Ba 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 ba. You know? So if you're gonna die tomorrow, think about how you feel today. All right. Now I hope all of you live to 90. So that's use this full moon to balance your power out. You can't work at your highest energy or your most powerful force if your energy is all over the place. That's true. I know some people are more powerful and they can go here and they can go there and they can do this and they can do that and they can do that. Da, 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 da. I'm one of those people, but sometimes I get to a point, to a breaking point where like so much of my energy is going to this point where I realize I'm actually not that powerful because I'm spread all, if you cut your power everywhere, you know, there's going to be places that are lacking. And so maybe you need to figure out where do I need to put most of my power source? Where do I need to put most of my energy? What is blocking my power source? So I want you guys sit down for five minutes and all these meditations for the new moon, the full moon, five minutes is all you need. You know, you could probably even get it done in three minutes. Okay. So there's no excuses. It's not like you need an hour or 45 minutes. You need five minutes or less. All right. So I don't want to hear any excuses. Sit down for five minutes. Close your eyes. Again, you could put on a frequency for the solar plexus chakra. You could literally type into YouTube solar plexus chakra frequency, and you'll probably get 100 that pop up. You could do it as simple as that. Play that. Close your eyes. Breathe in and out. Get into whatever meditative, relaxing state that you have. And look at your solar plexus. Your solar plexus, if you guys don't know, is right in the middle of your chest, below the lung cavity part in the heart, right in the middle, right there. It's bright and yellow, like the sun, right? Like pushing through. And it's like very powerful beam. So look into that bright light. Look into your solar plexus. 
and, and focus on it. Close your eyes, allow your mind and your eyes to fill with yellow, looking inside your chest, filling with yellow, and ask yourself, you know, what is diminishing my power? Okay, ask yourself that while you're in this meditation, what is diminishing my power? And what are you putting too much energy to? And you will not be too surprised what shows up. Something will show up in that yellow energy. Something will show up and show you where you're wasting your energy, where you're putting your power and it's depleting your power at. And focus on that. And then when you come out of that meditation afterwards, write down your reflection instantly, you know, and it might surprise you. Maybe something showed up that you didn't realize was even taking your powers. Write it down and and figure out how you can stop get see how you feel write about it reflect on it and you might be surprised it might take you and you might need a couple days to reflect on it like wow is that really taking away my power is it not but either way once you do that start figuring out how you can stop giving it so much power stop giving person place thing thought idea so much power and bring your power back into a more singular focus doesn't have to be just one thing, but more singular focus. Bring it from 20 to three, okay? 20 to three. Now, that's for the full moon. <laughs> Again, I think overall, sometimes with full moons in Aries, it's like, eh. But we are beginning. This is not eclipse, but now we are beginning the eclipses on the Libra um, the Libra Aries axis. And so in two weeks, we're going to have a solar eclipse in Libra with the south node. So this will begin now the next 18 months of Libra uh, Aries energy and having lots of life changes and life plot switches and all those things. Now, Mercury, like I said, will go opposite Neptune and then trine Pluto on its way out into Libra. So Mercury opposite Neptune, that's going to be next week, early next week. Uh, will be a quick transit where we disconnect a little bit. It's going to come on fast, but it's going to be a disconnect. Um, We may want to disconnect, or maybe we just feel like we need to, or maybe it shows up in a way like it also can keep you very absent-minded. Like you leave your oven on all day. You just forgot to turn your oven off. Or you walked upstairs and, oh, how did I leave my water running? I didn't even realize I left my water running. So it can show up of like, I need to disconnect away from everyone and not talk to anyone. Or as simple as, oh my God, I left my oven on. You can also, during this time, have a little bit of loose lips and not really think about something before you say it. Maybe you, oops, said something you shouldn't have That's a friend told you or maybe just an opinion that you've kept in your head or maybe just talking out of your ass, just saying something stupid that you later regret. So loose lips. Um, now Mercury trying Pluto can sort of bring that I'm a bitch and I love it vibes <laughs> or speaking with conviction, speaking with power, really like harnessing this is the line and this is where I'm drawing that line and this is where I'm putting up that boundary. And then Mercury moves into Libra four days before Venus does. So Venus, I'm sorry, Venus moves into Aries. I'm not Aries. Where am I? I'm going all over the place. Venus moves into Mercury. Uh, Mercury sign of Virgo on October 8th and then October 4th Mercury moves into Libra Mars will still be there a little bit so now I think we're going to enter a little bit more of a healthy enjoyment um, with Mercury you know Venus retrograde Mercury and Leo Mercury and Virgo now Mercury and Libra we're bringing Mercury and Leo was like oh with Venus retrograde where we were too much where we were taking things too far we were having too much fun 
where things were just like, you know, starting to go from a good thing to a bad thing because we're doing it too much. And then we mentally realigned ourselves or really figured ourselves out a little bit with Mercury in Virgo and now Mercury entering Libra, we're bringing back in a little bit more of that healthy enjoyment. This time though, in a more balanced Libra way and and becoming a little bit more relaxed and bringing some joy, like I said, but in a much healthier way. And it's now time to add that back in, but in a balanced, healthy way. Whew. That was a good episode. I can feel that. Again, guys, I will not be posting episode until probably, you know, I'm going to try to bring it out maybe on the 9th, uh, do an episode. I want to get in definitely the 9th or the 10th before, because when I get back that week, that following Saturday on the 14th is the solar eclipse in Libra. So I'll try to get you guys um, an episode definitely that week. But next week, I covered the big transits for next week and there will not be another episode. But yeah, I'll be in Costa Rica, be sending love to everyone from there. It's my first time there. We're going way, way, way north, like near Nicaragua almost on the Pacific side. So again, double excitement about watching the the sun rise. No, we won't be I mean, watching the sunset on that side. But I love you all. I hope everyone has a beautiful, powerful week, an amazing full moon that pushes out some passionate energy within you. Love you all and goodbye. <laughs>